Welcome to the 21st Century Church podcast. Please check out our website at 21stcenturychurch.co.uk for more information. We'd love to connect with you, so head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Enjoy this message from our latest guest speaker. Turn with me in your Bible to uh, Judges chapter 6. Um, I love the Old Testament. It's got some incredible, incredible stories in it. And um, I'm going to preach to you tonight and bring you a message called The Way of the Brave. The Way of the Brave. Now, I don't know about you, but I've, I've struggled with different... Uh, you know, when I was younger, I had a really crazy fear. Anyone have crazy fears? Like, really crazy. Anyone scared of spiders? Yeah, a couple of people. Um, any, anyone scared of children? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, but uh, like you have some crazy fears at time, and I, I had a crazy fear that um, I, I used to do a lot of swimming, so I used to do competitive swimming, and um, <laughs> but at the same point, I had this crazy fear of sharks, and I used to believe that in, you know, when uh, some of the swimming pools, you go onto that really deep bit where you can't see the bottom very easily, I used to swim really fast over that bit. Yeah, I, I think that's how sometimes I got some of my PBs, because I genuinely thought that there was going to be a shark that was going to come and bite me. I think I saw Jaws once as a kid, and then that just scarred me for life. Or well, has anyone seen that really, really strange uh, movie with rabbits? Um, Watership Down. That is seriously scary movie. I, I, I saw it, I saw the original as a child, and then I had nightmares of like rabbits coming to eat me and bite me and things like that. Or can anyone remember the movie The Never-Ending Story? The Never-Ending Story, and there was that wolf with the really bad eyes. That also gave me a phobia of wolves. So basically, the thing is, never watch a movie. Never, never watch a movie. Uh, it's, it's just bad. It traumatizes you. It scares you. It scars you for life. Anyway, I've grown up a little bit now. I'm, I'm okay with rabbits. Our rabbit just recently died, actually. I know. I know. Mikey died. We had two rabbits, Mikey and Sully. Guess what movie? Monsters Incorporated. Yes. Um, so uh, Sully died a while ago. Um, he just died. And then um, Mikey was around for a while, um, but then unfortunately Mikey did leave to the ripe old age of six years old, which apparently for a rabbit is quite old, um, but then just died as well. So anyway, so we don't have any rabbits anymore, but we do have a cat. Uh, we have a, a cat called Harry, this big ginger Tom. He's huge. He's like a small dog. I think he, oh, I, I took down the screens. Um, I, I put up a screen this morning of Harry. Um, I have two boys, uh, two boys, Noah and Eli. E Noah is 11, Eli is 8, and then I have one wife called Kaz, um, and she is amazing. Um, anyway, I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about the way of the brave and overcoming fear. Is that okay? Because I think all of us, if we're really real with ourselves, we all have fears. We all have really weird fears, like I've just shared, but we also just have fears of life, like things like fear of rejection. How many people have that fear? Oh, there's a weird one going around at the moment, FOMO, isn't there? Fear of missing out. You know, the genuine fear of missing out. And you can tell people who have the fear of missing out because they're now thinking about their mobile phone and what's going up on social media and whether they've had any likes so you know if you've got a fear of missing out, because the moment I mentioned that, you were probably thinking about Facebook. Um, but we have those kind of fears. Uh, fear of unachievement. 
Like, I'm the type of character that's quite driven in life, and I want to achieve, and I, I want to do well, um, and I want to get good grades, and although that didn't translate into actually studying hard. But I wanted to, you know, I want to, I want to do something. I want my life to matter. I want to feel as though when I die that I'm missed, you know, that maybe I've made a contribution to the world. Uh, that's part of the reason why I moved out of working in the corporate world to then take on a job within Compassion, because I wanted to feel as though my life was really making a difference. Now, that's not to say if you work in the corporate world that you're not making a difference. Of course you are. But I, I just felt as though there was something more for me to go into. But people have the fear of unachievement or the fear of missing out. Or, and I'm sure you've, as I've been mentioning those things, some fears have been coming to your mind. Uh, maybe the fear of messing up the relationship you're in. You know, that for me was a really, really true fear, and I'll come on to that in, in a little while. But how do we overcome those fears then? How do we make sure that our lives are not paralyzed by those fears? How do we make sure that we are truly brave people and are living a life of bravery, the way of the brave, where we're stepping out and really seeing our life achieve something and make something and do something? You know, talking about the love of God to people, not being afraid of your faith. We all have that fear. You know, what if my friend asks me a really tough question? You know, am I going to be able to answer that question? Am I going to be able to stand up for the faith that I have and be able to give a, a good answer? We, we have those fears. You know, that fear of walking up to your mate in school and saying, hey, do you want to come along to youth tonight? You know, it's a, it's a genuine fear, and it can paralyze us. But how do we overcome it then? I could very, very simply throw out a couple of Bible verses, like 1 John chapter 4, 18, perfect love casts out all fear. How many times has that verse been thrown out? And it's true. You know, Jesus truly does love you. He genuinely wants the best for you. He does have an incredible love. And I do also believe that if we really fully understood the love that God has for us, it would cover and deal with a lot of the phobias and the fears that we, that we have in life. That if we truly understood that no matter what I do in life, God loves me. No matter where I go, no matter how far I drift from God, he loves me. No matter how many times I do stupid things and know that I shouldn't be doing that, but I end up doing it anyway, God loves you. You could do nothing to be able to make God love you any less or any more. He just adores you and he loves you. And maybe you need to know that tonight, but I just also am a really practical person. So I want to know about a few things that maybe I could put into my life to help me with so that I can truly live the way of the brave. And there's an incredible account in Hebrews 11 of these amazingly brave people. It's called like the role honor of faith. And there's loads of different warriors and people and an Abraham and Noah and all sorts of different people who stood in faith and did incredible things in their life. And it's, it's amazing. And I want to focus on one particular character from that role of honor and just try and pull out a few things from his life that will help me to be a little braver. Help me know that I can stand strong and deal with some of those fears and press on into the fullness of what God has for me. And his name is Gideon. And we're going to look at Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Now, let me just give you a very, very brief outline, just so that, because we don't have time to read the whole story, and I'm going to pull out a few different bits and pieces. But in essence, there's the nation of Israel, and then there's also the Amalekites and the Midianites. 
And the Amalekites and the Midianites don't like the nation of Israel, and they keep coming and plundering um, all the sheep, the livestock. Basically, they're, they're being like old-school terrorists to the Israel nation. And the Israel nation feel really, really oppressed. And they're like, God, you love us. You know, you, you, we know you. We know you, God. We know you want the best for us. Uh, why are all these things taking place? Come and save us. How many times have we said that? Can't, please, Lord, just help me. And, you know, and then God says, okay, I'll help you. And this is how we're going to do it. And you know, I'm going to come along and the angel of the Lord... Uh, which is an Old Testament um, kind of foreshadow of Jesus. And it, people, people like, uh, we also believe that it was Jesus. Some scholars believe that. And it's a, it, Jesus turns up as the angel of the Lord and says, Hey, Gideon, let me have a word with you about how we're going to release you from the Midianites and the Amalekites. And let me help you to understand that you are a warrior. And I'm going to establish you and I'm going to use you to help to bring victory so that you can get away from this fear of the Amalekites and the Midianites and move you into a place where you are brave once, to, once again. And so we pick up the story in this, okay? And like I said, the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon and immediately after this verse, so we pick it up, Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 23. We're not going to read the whole lot, but it says this, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah, What's she doing in the Old Testament? Anyway, um, <laughs> the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash, the, yeah, that word, and his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Come on, be brave, Gideon. You can do this. And then Gideon immediately says, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about so that they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Then Gideon again, but Lord... Gideon, um, but Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manesh, and I, I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. And da, da, da. Gideon replied, if, but, what, how? Immediately, Gideon dropped into listening to the voices of history, the negative voices of history. The brave filter the voices. The brave filter the voices. You all have a voice over your life. It's a historical voice. A voice that says, well, you, you, you once failed that test. You're not going to pass it ever again. A voice that says, you're from a broken family. Therefore, all you're ever going to know is brokenness. And you're never going to have a whole family because your parents got divorced. A voice of history that says, uh, uh, yeah, you tried the whole Jesus thing. It didn't go well. You ended up backsliding and, and you, you went and did a whole bunch of stuff. There's no point in ever coming back because he'll never love you again. We listen to the voices. The brave filter those voices. The brave have an ability to go, no, 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 that was, that was history. Yes, I understand that. And I, you know, I can't do anything about that. But this is me now. You know, I, I said earlier that I really had a, an issue when I got married because all of my family line had all divorced. And I, I genuinely believed, because of the voices of history, that I was not going to be able to make my marriage work. And I had that fear for years and years and years. 
always believing that I was going to mess it up, that something was going to go wrong. Now we're in year 18. Come on. You know, and really, I've broken the cycle. I've broken, I've managed to filter those voices and believe that I could draw a line in the sand and say, from this moment on, it's a different, it's a different walk. It's a different walk with, with God by my side, with the Holy Spirit working in my life, with all that Jesus did for me, I can do this. I can see a different history. And that's what we're trying to do with the children that we work with. Break those voices over them. Say, no, 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 you don't have to listen to that voice that you're always going to be in poverty. There is a new future, a new way. The brave filter the voices. Is it God's voice or other voices that you're listening to? Because God speaks over you life. He speaks over you comfort, joy, peace. He speaks over you self-control. You might be thinking that you'll never be able to break the cycle of a particular habit. He speaks over you self-control. All of those things, he speaks over you. Are you listening to God's voice or other voices? It's so easy to put it... To, to get caught up in the noise. Uh, you know, social media is a noise. And not, I'm not speaking against social media tonight. I love it. But when you always compare yourself to someone else, or are constantly looking, what's this person doing? What's this person doing? Walk your walk. You know, filter out those voices that say you have to look a certain way, act a certain way, dress a certain way. I mean, look at me. You know, I, I don't know how I dress. It's kind of a, a weird dressing. It's not really very trendy. I'm not doing the knees. You know, for me, for me, if, I wanna, if I'm going to pay for a garment, I want the full garment. <laughs> you know, why, why miss out a section? It's like I've paid, paid money for this. Anyway, um, so... Be careful about the voices that you're listening to. Filter the voices. The second thing is this, this is what Gideon did. Um, and I want to I let you know that the, the brave can still have confidence wobbles. The brave can have confidence wobbles. In Judges chapter 6, um, verses 36 to 40, um, it, it talks about how Gideon said to God, um, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I will place a... So, uh, Gideon goes on to place some fleeces before God because God had asked uh, Gideon to go and do something. So in, in, in the town, there were these Asherah poles, these, these um, idols, in essence. And God had said to him, look, you mighty warrior, you can do this, you can do this. And eventually they agree. And, um, and then God says, go and tear down the Asherah poles. And, and Gideon is really scared. And in the end, he goes and tears down the Asherah poles in the night. Like, he's still scared. There's still a confidence wobble there. And then he goes on and says, God, I'm just going to lay out a fleece, which is basically a way of sort of saying, God, I want you to confirm this. I want you to definitely be absolutely sure that, that I can do this. And he lays out a fleece, and then God does this amazing thing, and this miracle takes place, and then he lays down another one, because even then he's still questioning and doubting. And I want you to let you know, and in a way, take the pressure off it's okay to have confidence wobbles. It's okay to doubt. You know, it's okay to come to church and to hear the amazing promises of God and still question some stuff. It's absolutely okay to do that. All of us do that if we're really honest. All of us come to God and say, God, really? Are you sure about this? Are you absolutely sure? It's all right to have confidence 
wobbles. You know, I, I, I've done a number of things in, in life, and there's been times and times again, I tried to set up a photography business at, the mo at one point and, and doubted I could do it. I, I tried to, um, getting up and even speaking. You know, I was the kid in school that was right in the back of the classroom, would never put my hand up. I was so scared, <laughs> you know, and if I did put my hand up, I would go bright red in an instant, you know, and I was, I was that kid that would just sweat and please don't ask me anything, please don't make me speak. I was incredibly, incredibly worried about all of that. I had confidence wobbles about me not actually being able to run a marathon. I ran a marathon for, for Compassion last year in Kenya, doubting all the time, can I actually achieve this? Can I do that? You know, we all have confidence wobbles, but Jesus does say something which should help us because he says, you know what? And he said this just before he left, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. I want you to know that you're not standing alone, that your confidence can be in God. Don't try and have self-confidence. I, you know, there's, a, there's obviously a trend going around of self-help books and things like that. And, you know, being able to believe that you can do this, you can do this. But there's still an issue. You, you know, we're, we're all broken. We're, we, we cannot do this. We need someone to empower us, to stand beside us, to guide us, to lead us into life. And that's what Jesus um, does. Have confidence in him, not in yourself. Have some God confidence, not self-confidence. Uh, the third thing is this. The brave don't need a lot. The brave do not need a lot. You might be wondering how you're going to do this or do that or, or really make your life matter. You don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. And in Judges chapter 7, and we carry on the story a little bit. So eventually um, Gideon goes, okay, okay, we're going to take on the Amalekites and we're going to take on the Midianites. And um, he's, he starts to gather an army together and has initially an army of 32,000 people. Awesome, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. But then God just says, no, 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 that's too many. And so the initial thing he said, go to your army and say, anyone who's a little bit fearful, you can go home. I went to the army, 22,000 people left. And just went home. Yeah, I'm fearful. I'm going. You know, how many of us do that at times? We, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm walking. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, 22,000 people walked away on that day. And then God said, that's still too many. He said, take them down to the brook and watch how they drink the water. And, um, and I'll tell you who you're going to keep. You're going to, uh, there's going to be, they're going to have two different people. You're going to have those that bend right down and lap like a dog. And then you're going to have those who scoop up the water and bring it up to their mouth. On that point, he managed to whittle it down and tend, down to 10,000. Uh, sorry, down to 300. 300 people. And then God was like, yep, there we go. 300, that'll do. 32,000 to 300. That's quite a reduction. But God doesn't need a lot. He doesn't need to just come as you are. Just bring what you've got. Bring the skills, bring the talents. Some people may have one talent. Some people may have three. Some people may have ten. Just come as you are. Don't look, compare yourself to someone else. You know, I wish I learned that when I was younger. Really wish I learned that. I think my life would have been so much more fearless if I didn't play the comparison game. You know, you don't need a lot. God can give you victory with loads, or he can give you with victory with very, very few. I remember once um, being an, an up in Scotland, and we were climbing the um, mountains up there. <laughs> 
<laughs> just forgotten the name of them. Uh, Highlands. There we go. The Highland Mountains. And, and I was up there, and we, we climbed Ben Nevis. And we climbed Ben Nevis at the end of January, so it was snowing and ice and all that kind of stuff. And um, I remember going up there, and I was, again, I mentioned this morning, I'm a bit of an overpacker. So I had my rucksack, because we were hiking for days at a time, and, and I absolutely jammed it packed with everything, loads and loads and loads of different stuff. And I was going with this guy called Graham, and Graham was like a mountain goat. And I, I, he just used to, I mean, he used to run around with bricks in his rucksack. You know, he was just mental. But anyway, he, we got up to the top of Ben Nevis, and the clouds came down. And all of a sudden, there was just white. We didn't know what was ground, what was snow, what was air. You know, and so you're there at the top of Ben Nevis, not knowing whether you're going to put a foot off the side of the cliff or whether you're going to put a foot in snow. And uh, Graham said, hey, we really need to get off here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we need to get off the mountain. And I remember thinking, okay, what are we going to use? What are we going to use? We're, we're going to get, we need to get off this mountain. And I was starting to get a little bit scared. And Graham just sat down, sat down, pulled out his ice axe, used it as a break, and just slid off the side of the mountain, using his ice axe as a break. I was like, oh, my days are so cool. Well, I didn't actually. I was like, I've got to do it next. Um, but you just don't. You, sometimes we think we need so much. We just, we just don't. We don't need loads. He just needs a little ice axe. And it's amazing what you can do with very, very little. And time and time again, we th see it through Scripture. Jesus feeding 5,000 men and women plus children with five loaves and two fish. Not a lot, but just bring the little that you've got. The brave do not need a lot. And the last thing is this. The brave are broken. And we're going to finish with this in a moment. And the band are going to come and help us um, to respond to God. But in Judges chapter 7, verses 17 to 20, it tells us about how Gideon and his army, or his 300 men, defeated the Midianites. And Gideon says this, Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp blow yours and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding it in their right hands, the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying as they fled. The key thing is here is, what is this? What am I talking about here? The brave are broken? What do you mean? I mean, one of the best ways for the light to shine within you is to have some cracks and some brokenness. You know, in this moment, Gideon needed to defeat the Midianites, and, and God gave him a plan, and they had these jars, and inside the jars was a candle, and the light was hidden. The light couldn't be seen. But then in the moment when God was going to bring victory, they broke the jars, and the light was able to be seen. 
The way that you are going to achieve things in life and really see the fullness of your life come to, and be all that it can be is when you allow the light that God has put inside of you to shine out. And sometimes the best way for that light to shine is for you to be broken. Because sometimes when we try and do things in our own, on our own, we, we shield the fullness of the light that God has put inside of us. Because we're like, I can do this. I can do it on my own. It's all about me. I, I, can, I can sort this. I can sort this. But I think, think there's something about broken people that allow the light to shine so much brighter. I, I think, actually, that the reason why some of the children that we work with that they really take hold of the opportunity of the life that God has for them is because they're already broken. They're so broken by the poverty that they live in that you give them one little opportunity and they take hold of it and run bravely, bravely with that opportunity to see the fullness of what God has for them. And I wonder at times, why do we not take hold of the opportunities that God has for us so much more readily? Why do we allow them and squander them and push them to one side? I think it's because we're not broken. I think it's because we still think we've got it. We still think that we're okay, we're fine, I'm okay, I can do this, I can do this. I can, I can crack this fear, I can sort it out on my own. I can sort it out, it's fine, it's fine, I can do it, I can do it. And I think about how many times I've done that in my own life, that I've tried to stand in my own strength. Believing that I was enough to deal with the situation. But I've learned from scripture and I've also learned from Jesus who broke himself upon the cross for me. That actually my strength is not in me. It's not in me. My strength is in Jesus who defeated death. You know, he was broken for us. He was broken for us. He died was buried, but then three days later, rose again. He took the keys away from the devil and said, you have no control over my creation anymore. You've got no control over my creation. Took away the keys of death and said, death, where is your sting now? You cannot hold my creation back any longer. And now we have a light that shines within us, and that light is Jesus. And actually, the world needs to see more of him, not me. He needs to see more of Je the world needs to see more of Jesus, not Luke. And so I need to make sure that I myself am broken because I want Jesus' light to shine out of me. Just like Gideon defeated the Midianites by breaking those jars and allowing the light to shine that was hidden within them, you all have a light hidden within you that's so bright, that's so beautiful. If only you would get out the way and allow that light to shine. You know, when you come to Jesus, actually what you're saying is, Jesus, I'm going to lay down my life because you can do so much more with it than I can. So much more with it than I can. And Jesus, I want to get out of the way. I want to lay down. I want to, I want to, I want to break myself so that you can shine out of me. Jesus said, you know, that... Why, why place a, a, a lamp on a hill and put a bowl over it? Why, why hide that light? Instead, remove the bowl, break the bowl, move the bowl out the way and allow, allow, allow the light to shine before men. And that light is you. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
But he also said, and he tells us that he's put that light inside each one of us. You want to know how to defeat fear? How to really defeat fear? Maybe you need to get a bit broken and allow the light that Jesus has put inside of you to shine. What is brokenness? Jesus sums it up beautifully. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he knows that he's going to be broken on the cross, when he knows it's going to be painful, because actually dying to yourself is pretty painful, because we all like ourselves. You might not think you do, but you do. Every morning I look at the mirror and go, hey, Luke, I like you. No, I don't. But... uh, but what is brokenness? Jesus sums it up beautifully in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, yet not my will, but yours be done. If you want to know what brokenness is, it's being able to come to God and say, not my will, but yours be done, Jesus. Your will be done. And I just wonder this morning whether there's some people, well, this evening even, whether there's some people here that actually you are fearful and you need to break that fear. And actually the best way to break that fear is to come to Jesus and just come to him and say, God, I bring what I have, the little I have. I'm going to filter out the voices that's telling me not to do this. I'm going to filter out the voices of my friends that, you know, those voices that say, people are looking at you, people are looking at you, they're watching what you're doing. I'm going to filter out those voices and I'm going to come with the little I have and I'm going to come and I'm going to lay down my life, Lord, before you, broken. I say, God, I want to break this fear. I want this life to work for me. And the best way that I can make this life work for me, Lord, is to let your light shine. And so, Lord, I'm coming to you afresh because I don't want to be fearful anymore. I don't want to walk around with fear in my life. I want to be free of that. Lord, help me be free from it. The worship team are going to lead us in a, in a song, and I believe that we need to respond to that. You know, the word of the Lord um, it needs a response. And you got a couple of different responses. One response is to just sit there and do nothing. But I also believe that everyone has, and that is a response. But I want to challenge you, don't allow fear to rob you of this moment of God doing something significant in your life. So maybe you need to be bold. And we're going to open up the front because I'd love to pray with some of you. Because I've... I've battled with fear in my own life and maybe your response is to come forward and say hey can someone just stand with me and pray with me because actually I am pretty fearful there's a number of fears going on in my life at the moment and I want to break them I want to break them and I'm going to pray with you and ask Jesus to help you with that and come before and say not my will but yours be done Lord and just break ourselves before God and then also in a little while, Stefan's going to lead us in a, in a prayer as well. Um, but let's just um, let's pray. Let's stand together. Lord God, I want to be brave. 
I want to see the fullness of the life that you have for me. And Lord, this evening, I just bring the little that I have, putting aside the voices of history and past, and and Lord, coming to you afresh and, and asking that you would break me, that your light would shine out of me. Lord God, we ask you to do something significant in this moment as we worship now and just spend a few moments coming before you. Because I want to be brave. Thanks for listening to this message from 21st Century Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you could review and share it on social media. Remember to check us out at 21stCenturyChurch.co.uk for any more information. We'll see you next time.